Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, Welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. I'm Jimmy and that's Joey. We are your conductors. So, all aboard, take your seats, crack a can, light up whatever you want to smoke, get your tickets ready, because next stop is hell. How you doing, boy? <laughs> I'm alright, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. That was a nice intro. Train related, isn't it? Tied it in nicely. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. But let's get ready to get off the rails here. Ah, very good. <laughs> we're about to go deep into a bit of gore. Yes. Train. 2008. Doesn't sound like it's going to be gory. It sounds like it would be a nice little jaunt along the tracks. Sounds like Michael Palin might be narrating. Yeah. And also, what are the chances of this? That it was written by a man called Gideon Raff. Yes. Right? With an un- That's an unusual name, right? Yeah. And it's also starring a man called Gideon Emery. It's two Gideons. Yeah. It's weird, Very isn't it? weird. I don't know. Where does that name It's originate? not like two Johns, which you... No, you, you get them be... anywhere. Yeah. Gideons. Weird. <sighs> Did they have a Bible? Is it the Gideon's Bible? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, yeah? Well, right. not him. Maybe their pa- his parents did. Is there anything they were reading when they conceived afterwards looked in the drawer <laughs> oh no we've had sex quick read the bible and they just got to the front cover yeah. gideon's bible great name for a child right, and that's and that's happened twice that's why two people are called gideon solved weird should we move on to a plot slot uh or are you dropping something in uh, as you sometimes are one to do not well yeah um it's a it was supposed to be a remake of terror train that came out in the 80s, starring the queen of Scream, JLC, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but then it took its own sort of way, and it, it now it's its, own, it's its own kind of film. Now, I'm guessing you are going to rip this apart, <laughs> or kind of like that guy when he gets his chest ripped apart in it uh i do feel like ripping the chest open of this film what was his name sheldon yeah yeah like sheldon's chest yeah i am gonna rip it apart i think but probably not for the reasons you oh, okay expect. oh okay so okay. let's see okay <laughs> okay let me just have a, a sip of the old apple juice lovely right plot start you didn't timer yes i am on it. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, am I starting or are you? I don't mind. How do you, how do you want to start? Oh, I'll start. Okay, go on then. Eastern Europe. A group of US college athletes unknowingly board a train that will become, well, that will become one deadly ride. The students are participating in a wrestling championship. They include Todd and his girlfriend, Alex, played by Thora Birch, Sheldon, Claire... And a young assistant coach, Willie. After a hard match, they sneak away from their hotel to an underground sex club, if you will. However, the next morning, they return too late for their train to Odessa. They, and they bloody Shit. missed it, didn't they? Yeah. Nobs. Coach Harris has stayed behind to wait for them at the station. A woman named Dr. Vilislava approaches and explains that the train tickets are normally purchased after one has boarded. The coach and team members join her in boarding the train. Two workers from the train take their passports and later burn them. Now, this has to be explained that the two, I suppose that they're working for the train. I don't know how they got the job. Well, they're perverted people who don't mind people being ripped apart. Uh, They're not dressed for it. If I got on the East Midlands train, say, to Derby, I don't want to be... Greeted by these f***ers. Yeah, and also, don't f*** 
give your passport to anybody, anytime, especially not if they're literally ogling you or grabbing their balls like these guys did. Absolutely mental. Anyway, <sighs> in the dining car, the coach is joined by the doctor who flirts with him. He hasn't got a chance. Let me just put that out there. They go to his room to have sex, but she injects him with a tranquilizer. In the following scene, the coach is seen in a torture chamber, screaming as he is stitched in the abdomen. Meanwhile, the four students and the assistant coach drink and play a game of truth or dare. Todd gets dared to run down to the end of the train and back in his underwear. He reaches the end of the train and is found by one of the workers who charges at him and captures him. It's a jockstrap, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, what is the purpose of a jockstrap? To keep your balls in, balls and your willy in check, but you get an airy bum. Not a hairy bum, an airy bum. A hairy, airy bum. I don't know, never tried it. I have no idea. Okay. I'll get you a jot strap for Christmas. Okay, thanks. Toddy's strung up. He has his rib cage broken over. Oh no, that's it. He's uh, he's screaming about a little bit. And the doctor's like, Oh yeah. "Uh, Stop him moving. And then the bloke comes up, slits down his spine, opens it up a little bit, and then chisels his spine. Uh, leaving him paralysed, and then the doctor comes in with some weird eye-removing tool. That is a nightmare. Yeah, she's then seen fetching the mother, who has, whose son appears to have severe glaucoma in both of his eyes, I think. It's not just his left eye, which I've got right here. Uh, anyway. Yeah, bollocks. The next morning, upon finding Todd still missing um, on a train... <laughs> yeah, mental. Sleeping all night, going. I'm sure we'll turn up. You yeah, it's a it's a train. There's a, that way and that way. Yeah, you can't just go find far. him. Anyway, the remaining students and assistant coach Willie start looking for the missing members of their group. While searching, Sheldon is attacked by the two demented workers who drag him to the torch car. Isn't he having a wank? Uh, he is going for a peep. I don't think he gets onto the full. Right, stroke. He's uh, moseying on over to having a wank, I think. Basically, yes. Uh, so they drag him to the torture car. Dr. Aveliskava opens the window to the torture car and allows a middle-aged man to view Sheldon's genitalia upon his arrival. Sheldon's genitalia are cut off without any anesthesia, which causes him to black out. <laughs> In the next scene, he is shown passed out as he's been stitched Back up, Claire reaches the end car and finds the burnt remains of their passports. She is caught looking for more information and is meat-hooked in the mouth and dragged to the chamber. Willie and Alex find the torture chamber where Todd is vivisected and Sheldon is alive in a cage. They free him and when they see Todd is still breathing, Sheldon kills him out of mercy. Just then, the torturer arrives dragging in Claire. Willie and Alex escape, chased by the torturer, but Sheldon and Claire are left behind. Alex and Willie are caught by the doctor. They realise all the other passengers are transplant patients and tourists are being harvested for organs. <laughs> of course. Is this original? Back in the torture car, Claire is still alive despite having a huge iron hook driven through her jaw. She, Alex and Willie watch in horror as Sheldon is vivisected, his heart pulled out. While the captors go to another car to perform the transplant, Alex manages to escape and hide in a sleeper compartment. The next morning at a military checkpoint, the conductor drags Claire off the train to give to the platoon as a bribe. I and she's, I've got to say, she's missing her leg now at this point. She's got a leg off. And she's been hooked through the face. Hooked through the face. She's got a leg off. She's been carried away by these weird army blokes just so they can have a bit of sex with her, I'm assuming. I assume that's what happened. They don't say or show. Oh, the passengers, including Alex, watch the platoon take Claire, who to judge by her screen is being sexually assaulted, as the train pulls away. And also... There, we didn't mention it earlier, but Claire gets uh, startled in the toilets by half-burnt face man, doesn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. And he's there when they're driving, when the train goes away and she's being carried off, and he's there and he looks quite sad about it. Aww. Yeah. That night, <laughs> the train reaches what appears to be a huge medieval hospital. Mental. Alex. Sorry, very. Mental. 
Alex, disguised, sneaks off into the building. By the way, putting a effing scarf on your head is not a disguise. I was going to say she looked quite good. She <laughs> fitted in until that point where she was hiding in the car. She just decides to take it off. No, she, when she's she, when she first puts that disguise on and she goes and sits down with all the other yeah. Bulgarians, whatever they are, the guy in Bulgarian says, stand up, and everyone stands up and she's there sitting down because mm-hmm. she doesn't understand it. I thought... She looked good up until that point. She could have got away with it if she knew a bit of Bulgarian. Or if you'd seen her face before. Good point. <laughs> uh, yeah, she sneaks off and finds Willie horribly injured but still alive, chained to a bed. They escape into the woods. In the morning, Alex leaves Willie behind briefly to do some really bad acting. But then, from a distance, she sees him brutally murdered by the torturers from the hospital. Now determined, she returns to the train, still parked near the hospital and about to pull away to its next destination. Alex kills each of her torturers, douses the train with gasoline and sets it ablaze and decouples the last car, which slows to a stop. As she stops to look over the bridge, because one of the guys has fallen out. Fallen out or chucked out. Fallen out or chucked out. Yep. I'm saying chucked. She stops to look over the bridge, but she's attacked by the guy who's pretended to be dead. Yes. After a struggle, she manages to subdue him. When he wakes up, he finds himself strapped to the train's tract. Moments later, a train runs over him. Squish. Alex escapes down the tracks, and in the last scene, we see her sometime later about to enter a wrestling match with grim confidence and a brand new haircut that does not suit her. Yep. We're assuming she wins this match. Yeah. Cheesiest ending to a horror film ever. So cheesy, but I liked it. Okay, well, that was the plot slot. Boom, how long did we do that in? Let me check. Five minutes? Oh, we've done it. Yeah, of course. Uh, There's 58 seconds left. Ah, yes! Nine minutes. Back of the net. Let me turn this off so it doesn't interrupt us. There we go. Oh, interrupt us. They're good. Yep. (laughs) Right. It's time for Frights and Delights. You ready? Yes. Good. So, next stop is Fright Central and Delights Parkway. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see that coming. All right. I'm going to lead with a Fright and a Delight thing combo. When the team's coach is talking to the train conductor saying they wanted to get on the train to Odessa... The conductor says, welcome to Dozidania, which means goodbye in Russian. So he says, welcome to goodbye, oh. which is quite a delight. But then I think about it, and I think that doesn't make much sense to me. Because I checked that it actually means goodbye, and it does. But when I would have gone with, and this is what I found, welcome to smirt, which means welcome to death. Nice. Or something else. Okay. Better than Welcome to Goodbye. Yeah, you could have wrote this film. I yeah. Where is it set? Is it uh, Russia? I, I don't think it says, it but they're going to Odessa, which is in Bulgaria. Okay, so it was filmed in Bulgaria. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. Do they, I don't think they say, do they? No, they just say they want to get to Odessa, so I would assume they're in Bulgaria, uh, which is South Romania and Ukraine. Okay, lovely. I have a delight... It's the very, very opening okay, yeah. scenes yeah. where we see a man being, I, th- I assume it's a man. I don't see any bubbies. <laughs> uh, I don't see any wang, but it's sometimes less obvious. So anyway, it's a, man. it's a man being basically skinned in it in it half. The, nu- the, the scalpel running down the side of it and then being peeled. Yep. And that's sort of when you realise, you go, oh, shit, that's what this film's about. That kind of film. Yeah. It's quite well done. Very well done. It's good gore. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I got a fright. In the hospital, towards the end of the film, Alex sees the Chinese boy who clearly has Todd's eyes. Yes. Todd's eyes were taken out the day before. And yeah. here, we see the rip- recipient of his eyes just playing on a bed. No bruising, clearly using his newly implanted eyes as though they are perfectly fine. Yeah. He has some stitches, Yes, but they show no sign of bleeding. 
Doesn't appear to be in any pain or distress. If it wasn't for the stitches around his eyes, you would assume that this is just a boy playing as a normal child. There's no indication that he's just had major surgery or is seeing possibly for the first time either. Well... It's mental, Jimmy. Yes, and also, you mentioned the stitches, but the stitches are all the way around the eyes. Yes. Not the not the actual eyeball, but around the... Oh, I don't know what you call that bit. Bit on your face. The eye socket. So when you see... What's his name? The character who dies with the bright blue eyes. Todd. Todd, of course, classic American name. She goes in Friend with of Chad's. Chad and Brad. She goes in with and Kurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. She goes in with some sort of in- instrument that it's going in way above the eyeball. Yes. And way below the eyeball, like a, like on the cheekbone. Yeah. Don't she? It's weird. Like she's pulling out the eyelids as well. Yeah, and then he's then I suppose you have to scoop around the eye. Yeah, but he's but the little Chinese fella, he's got his he's got the stitches yeah, all yeah. the way around, like it's that whole section has been cut out. Which is that's a bit annoying. And also oh sorry, go on, you're gonna say something. No, I was gonna shout out for an eye surgeon to email us to let us know. Uh you can't do it. Can't you? I don't think there's been a successful eye transplant as well. That's a that's oh, a fright. Wow. But also what I was going to say was, do you think that they, um, what do you call it when you get an actor on board? Recruit? Hire. Hire. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Hire. Do you think they hired him just for the colour of his eyes? Just because, so you know, you know that they are, when you get that bit and that little Chinese fella's got his eyes because they're that bright, bright blue or... Have they just coloured his eyes in blue? Uh, you can get pretty good uh, contact lenses of colour. Oh. So maybe he's not a blue-eyed actor. Right, okay. They were pretty piercing. Yeah, they were piercing. Especially on a Chinese boy's face. Yeah, yeah, he looked a bit odd. But, yeah, bless him. I've got that down as a slight delight because you kind of see their thought process the doctor's like she's like helped out this little kid with an eye transplant so you can see that's uh-huh. kind of the good thing and i think thora birch's character sees that when she goes past the room and looks and goes oh at least yeah my boyfriend's a eyes. cheesy flash of todd looking at her and smiling yeah and it's kind of back. i don't know whether she's thinking oh his eyes have gone to good use or she's thinking oh fuck yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> I don't know what the point. I don't know what the point was. Well, yeah, it happened though. It did. Um, okay, here's just a fact. The train was released as an NC17 rating in October 2008 at the Screenfest Film Festival, but was edited by Lionsgate so it would just be rated R for restricted. This was to help it commercially, as it opened up for more people to see it. At that rating. NC-17 means no children under 17. And R means children under 17 can see it with an adult. Oh, okay. I've been through that before, but I forgot and had to check again, so... Yeah. Um, I've just noticed I've got a, a little line here that says, Delight. Yeah, this is going to sound weird. It's, and I had a couple of cans last night while I was watching this again. And I've got Delight. Dude running through the train in jockstrap. I don't know why that's a delight to me. Probably in a certain type of mood at the time. So <laughs> let's move on. What do you got? <laughs> I've got a fright, but it's not going to be nice for you to hear. Okay. Are uh, you going to slag Thora Birch off? No. Okay, sweet. She was the... I know I, I made a dig earlier, but she's one of the only good things about this film for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have got It Is A Cheap Shitty Hostel ripoff. <laughs> And I'm not a huge fan of Hostel because it's not my type of horror film, but I can let that go. But this is so much worse because it tried to be like a Hostel film, even down to some details of the chamber where they tortured in, like the colour scheme and stuff. And the... But it lacked decent story for me. It seemed slapped together story that didn't even try to make any sense. From handing over your passports to men you wouldn't even trust to look after your worst enemy's pet hamster that's already dead. <laughs> um, to readily available dummies to throw off the train to folk your own death <laughs> in case you go by a bridge when you need to do it there's the kill room that's set up just to look grim even though they need organs to be taken in clean conditions for patients that are that are in clean rooms 
Plus the story's boring as hell. The whole film... Whoa! What do you mean it was boring? The story is they're wrestlers who miss a train, get on a train, and get killed. Yeah, it's called Train. <laughs> yeah, but it's just... It's, it's, I find it, oh, I okay. thought it was boring. Yeah, okay. It just seems like in it, the whole film was just the excuse to use the hyper-realistic gore for the sake of having a gore film at the end of it. Yeah, like, I get that. That's what I was waiting for. No, one, for the next no bit. one put any thought into it beyond we want realistic gore and US students dying at the hands of Eastern Europeans. <laughs> uh, the rest of the film just kind of happened around that, it seems to me. The yeah. only reason it exists as a film is because it was originally going to be a remake. And I think they started making a remake on a train and then decided to make their own thing. So it's based on a train. Because the original film was based on a train. Yes. And I'm I'm getting the vibe that Americans either do not understand Eastern Europeans, fear them, or clearly dislike them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because any type of film like this that involves Americans away from America... It's always the best American teen sports people as well, yeah. isn't it? Being taken down by the grotty Eastern Europeans. It's and bit... it's always that vague Eastern European... Yeah, we're in Eastern Europe. You quite could be anywhere from Poland, Bulgaria, Ukraine, <laughs> Romania, America, <laughs> uh, and it's getting a bit old, basically. Yeah, okay. I don't mind if people do that, by the way, with a decent original story. Hostel's not my type of film, but it was pretty good. Oh yeah, it's great. I really like that. I really like Hostel. I have a delight. I think it's a delight. Anyway, I've got it in brackets. We've touched on it for a little bit. What's that man's name again? He gets his willy cut off. Anyway, he goes in. He sees that woman limping down the thing, and he tries. He's gonna. He's gonna try and go and have a quick shag with her. Oh yeah. And then he goes into the into the toilet next to it, and obviously automatically spies a peephole. Mental. Goes and has a little peep, and then gets turned off by the scars on her back. Turns around. Two creepy guys. Who were. I don't know why they're there, but they're Because they're, they're Eastern European. Yeah, knock him out, give him a beating, and then he wakes up being weed on. Yep. I thought that was a great little bit. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it does have good away. bits. Yeah, some funny little bits. Um, I have one more. Okay. But I don't... It's quite long, so if you want me to save it to the end, if you've got more. Uh, No, I've got nothing else. Okay. I want to add about that film um so my it's a fright and it's that illegal organ harvesting slash farming slash theft is real yeah and i found some details i have some reading to do to just chuck at you it's all from reliable sources and well-cited articles so i'll just quote them basically yeah this is from the nhs own website The global trade in illegal kidneys is booming. According to The Guardian, in a front-page expose, the newspaper has revealed how the demand for replacement organs is allegedly fueling an illegal network of organ traffickers making huge profits by buying kidneys from vulnerable individuals in developing countries and selling them onto wealthy people desperate for transplants. The newspaper says that according to the World Health Organization projections, There are around 10,000 illegal kidney transplants around the world a year. Now, how much do you reckon a kidney goes for? Okay, one one kidney. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I'm going to say... On the black market? Yeah. I'm going to say 10 grand. Okay. People in need of a kidney transplant are reported to have paid up to £128,000. In countries such as China, India, and Pakistan, where organs are harvested from vulnerable people who are kind of coerced into selling them, yeah, uh, they may receive little as two and a half grand. God, that's a bit poor. Are they not just cooking them up, though? What do you mean cooking them up? Eating them for food. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> uh, the Guardian article reports that an organ broker in China advertised his services using the slogan, Donate a kidney, buy an iPad. <laughs> adding that the operation could be performed within 10 days Fuck. the next thing i have is from the independent i'm uh, sorry i've got a good uh i've got a good line for your kidney harvesting okay 
come oh, I haven't thought it through. I've got the first line. Maybe you could come up with a second tagline for it for <laughs> okay. the company that we have is. I sure. think we'd call it Are we Kidney to... Believe It. Oh and then something wow. else, but I can't think of that. That just that was on the spot. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Kidney Believe It. Uh, I'll think of something really clever in a minute for the end of that. Okay. Uh, this is from The Independent. China continues to kill prisoners of conscience for organ transplants. A panel of lawyers and experts claimed the UK-based panel said it was satisfied that forced organ harvesting, uh, in non-journalistic terms, organ harvesting means murder of innocents and stealing their body parts, by the way. Ooh. So organ harvesting was still taking place after hearing evidence that members of the Falun Gong group continued to be killed in the process of having their organs extracted. Falun Gong is a spiritual organization that China banned 20 years ago after 10,000 members appeared at the central leadership compound in Beijing in silent protest. Thousands of members were since jailed. The conclusions show that very many people have died indescribably hideous deaths for no reason, said the tribunal chairman, Sir Geoffrey Nice. English? Yes. Right. <laughs> a prosecutor at the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia. Eastern Europe somewhere. Yes. <laughs> In American terms. Yes. Uh, the tribunal found that detainees from the group were probably the principal source of organ harvesting for transplant. It was less clear if China's Uyghur Muslim minority had been victim of forced organ harvesting, the tribunal found, although it said they were vulnerable to being used as a bank of organs. Again... That, in non-journalistic terms, means, uh, yes, this shit is happening to them too, but we don't have the hard evidence needed for us to not be sued the hell out of, if we say it. Okay, there seems to be a common denominator in this. In this. China. Yeah, China. Yeah, China's the only ones who's doing it without giving a shit about being found out, I think. Cause they're, yeah, they're taking they're not the very, world, China. Yeah. Uh, the tribunal was set up by campaign group, the International Coalition to End Transplant Abuse in China, and was charged with examining whether crimes have been committed as a result of China's transplant practices. The seven-member panel found it was beyond a doubt that forced organ harvesting from prisoners had taken place on a substantial scale by state-supported or approved organisations and individuals in an interim judgment released in December. The panel said its findings were indicative of genocide. Crimes against humanity and torture have been committed against both the Falun Gong and the Uyghur Muslim, the panel claimed. Okay. Right, that's it for my Frights and Delights. I just wanted to put that out there. Well, I've got something. You went down the organ harvest route from yes. this film. I went down a little different journey. Train spotting? Sort of, yes. Oh, okay. So, buckle up. Here we go. So, I'll, this is from a, a website called Cult of Weird. Oh, yeah, I know that website. Yeah, it's very good. They post very good stuff. read this quite a while ago, so I thought this was apt. So, in Forest Park, Illinois, the Woodland Cemetery contains a large plot marked by an elephant statue. Engraved at the base of one large elephant are the words Showman's League of America. You heard about this? Nope. On the gravestones, the dates of death are all marked June 22nd, 1918. Beneath is a mass grave containing the remains of clowns, trapeze artists, strongmen, and other circus performers. Okay. Right, don't worry. It's all, I'm going to pull it back and you'll understand why I'm mentioning this. Okay. It's not aliens or anything. Aww. On the night of June 20, 22nd, 1918, members of the Hagenbach Wallace Circus were asleep in the rear cars of their train. It was 4am and the train had stopped just outside Hammond, Indiana to cool an overheated axle box. They were en route to their next performance in Hammond and then on to Monroe, Wisconsin. They would never make it. A second train carrying the animals and some people was about 90 minutes ahead of them. They would not hear of the disaster until they pulled into Hammond that morning and solemnly gathered for roll call to determine who was missing. So, still not explained what's happening. Alonzo Sargent, an engineer for 16 years with the Michigan Central Railroad, had fallen asleep at the helm of an empty 21-car military troop train. He missed all the automatic signals and flares warning him of the stalled train, smashing into the wooden circus cars about 35 miles per hour. Most of the dead were believed to have been killed within the first 30 seconds. As survivors scrambled to pull themselves from the splintered mess, 
the train's old-fashioned kerosene-fueled lanterns ignited the wreckage. Damn. A circus train yeah. has been destroyed. Shit. You don't get circus trains nowadays, do you? No. Not really. Those who survived watched helplessly as their friends and family succumbed to the inferno. In the hours following the crash, bodies were still being extracted from the smouldering wreck. Joe Cole... Close. It is close. <laughs> a clown was seen weeping beside the crushed bodies of his wife and children. Shit. I don't know if he was in full makeup while this was happening. I like to think that he was. <laughs> yeah. Tears of a clown. There were 127 injured and an estimated 86 dead. A mass grave was dug in a 750 plot section of Woodland Cemetery cemetery recently purchased by the showman's league of america many of the remains were unidentified or known only by their stage names so headstones at showman's rest are marked with the names like baldy smiley and unknown female number 43 shit does that mean there were 42 other unknown females yeah there must have been yeah jesus so there you go oh about trains, isn't it? Boy around. Yeah. The story is just sad. It's very sad, <laughs> especially poor. I wonder what Joe Cole's clown name was. Uh, Smiley? I know he's dead. Well, I know he's dead. dead now, isn't he? Yeah. When God. was this? Uh, 1918. Shit. So that was when, that, like, circus trains were a big thing. Yeah. Mental. One day we need to do Circus of Horrors. It's a good film. Is it? Is it good or is it bad? I've uh, watched it, I can tell you that. Who's in it? Can't tell you that. All right, Paddy's. Right, is that Frights and Delights? It is Frights and Delights. Lovely. Let's move on to the next section of the train. Master of the Macabre. Welcome to the Master of the Macabre. How you doing, Jimmy? Hello. Fine. <laughs> Do you have one or two? Uh, out of the slim pickings... I have the one. Oh, I have two. Oh, okay. I know who you've got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think any of the performances were massively great. But picking no. my favourite two, I have Thora Birch. Yes. And Gideon Emery. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on. Why have you got Gideon Emery? Uh, it's partly because he's my favourite character. He's got a bit more of an edge to him at the beginning of the film. And who he is as an actor, he gave the character some depth, and he reminds me a bit of Willem Dafoe. Oh, in his face, yeah, yeah, I like Willem Dafoe, yeah. Thora Birch just put in a better performance than everyone else. She had some good moments uh, for me working with a tough script. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, what? Oh, uh... <laughs> well said. Thanks, Gideon Emery. He's playing the. What is he? Coach's assistant, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, weed smoking. Yeah. Uh, possibly homosexual. You, did you get that vibe? I got the vibe that he didn't care. Yeah. Well, he doesn't way. care. He'll Either put way, it about. Right. Okay. Whatever you are. Okay. Yeah. You're his type. He's got is his he nip- your choice, by the way. No. He's okay. got his nipples. He's got his, nip- he's got his he's nipples got nipple, pierced. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just that he's got his nipples. <laughs> and he's got a strange tattoo on his stomach. Yeah, that was a bit of an odd one. Yeah. But no, yeah, he was good. And he does have the touch of the Defoe about him yep. in the face. But I've got Thora Birch, of course, starred in Hocus Pocus. Yes. Ghost World. Yeah. The Hole. Do you remember that oh, film? I loved The Hole. Kira Knightley gets her back out. Yeah, I didn't even remember it was Kira Knightley. That's 2000? Year 2000? Is it? Right, busted. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. <laughs> yeah, and also, Thora Birch has been announced in the new series of The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. She I didn't know that. is part of. Uh, oh, shit, where are you? I finished season eight, by the way. Um, that means. Oh, I won't say, I don't want to ruin it for people. Okay. What shall yep. we say? No. Spoilers. We can say spoilers, Spo- and then you can tell me. Okay, spoiler. Uh, no, I'm not going to say because I don't think you're, you're going to know who I'm talking about. Season 9 is the only one I haven't watched now. And season 8 was better, you were right. Okay, yeah, okay. Anyway, Thora Birch is in the new series of The Walking Dead. And also, I, 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 I fucking hell. 
Am I having a right? Go on, you were going to say something because I'm having a right struggle with my words. No, I wasn't. I okay, I think Thora Birch should have Mistress of the Macabre because I think she did quite a good job. She can take a beat in. I know she's a wrestler, but it's not full, full contact, is it? It's not having your organs ripped out threat. No, it? it's not. I like her fight with the conductor in the room when she hangs in with the chains oh, and yeah. she's pouring yeah. petrol everywhere. Yeah. Sets that sets that on fire. Kills the doctor. Yeah. Good death. Not train, for her. Not for her. Train caught fire rapid after well, that, yeah. though. The whole thing. Set fire to one car that's not connected to any other cars, really. And then literally the whole place <laughs> is on the fire. The whole place is on fire. Uh, maybe it's because it was travelling and the wind sort of brushed it all the way down the cars. I don't know. Uh, I got a bit tense when she was climbing outside the train, trying to get... Uh, yeah. I think she did... I don't think she was actually climbing outside of a train. But. She did do most of her own stunts, apparently. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, she pussied out a bit when her boyfriend tried, says uh, he's there with his no eyes, uh, paralysed, and he's like, finish me. Yeah. She doesn't do it. Bloody, what's his name? Brad. Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever his name was. Zach. The guy with his knob off. Yeah. Yeah. Knobless. What's his name? F*** knows. Uh, Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really his name? No. All <laughs> oh, right. Theon's a guy from Game of Thrones who got his knob chopped off. Oh, okay. I don't know. Don't watch it. Sorry. Uh, I say Thor Birch. Yes, Thora Birch, Mistress of the Macabre. Lovely. I hope she does good in The Walking Dead. So do I. We could actually send this person a, a medal because she's alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it. We okay. know she's going to be in Atlanta filming. Oh, okay. For The Walking Dead. Right. I'm waiting for season nine to become free, in air quotes, on Prime before I watch it. What's next? Uh, next up is the Madhouse Rating System. Yeah, it is. The Madhouse Rating System. Right, there's no fair dodging here. This is the Madhouse Rating System. First up, as always, tension slash suspense. Right, well, the tension and suspense is okay. There is a lot of conveniently entering a tunnel so it goes dark at the right time type of tension going on. Uh, what it does do well is the build-up to the gore. I'm not a fan of the film overall, you may have guessed. <laughs> but I can't take what it did right away from it. A slow approach with a rotary, rotary blade towards someone's chest as they scream and have no option but just to wait for it is always pretty arse-clenching. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's tense as hell and had me cringing. Uh, the jump scare of the butcher surgeon guy attacking Alex on the tracks was good, although in that same scene, they missed big time trying to score some suspense points with him slowly pushing the train to get to her while she was stuck under it. He pushes it so slow, she could have just safely escaped while he was distracted, or she could have just crawled at the same pace the train was moving and see who dies of natural causes first. No, I don't agree with that. Why not? One, he's pushing a train. Yeah. He can't push it faster than he's pushing Why it. Why do you need to push it at all? Because she's under there. But it follows a track. She knows where it's going. Yeah, that's true. But she's already <laughs> clocked the axe. This is more about, right, we need to finish it. So she wants to get the axe. He's just thick. He's sporting some injuries. So, he's, uh, you know, he's not the sharpest tool in the box. Just grab the axe, crawl quicker than the train to the other end, and she's piss injured. off. She's he's injured. pushing that train for about 300 miles then before he realises. True, but she's injured as well. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, though, I do think it misses a lot of opportunities for suspense, and I think it fucked up 80% of what it did attempt. Yeah, but that's 20%, though. <laughs> yeah? What do you reckon? I was willing to give it half a point in concession if you liked it. I want to give it... I would give it, I would give it half a point. Okay. I do agree with what you're saying about this tension and suspense. It's all just leading up to 
various sections of the gore part. Yeah. Of the brut- brutality of actions. So it's just lean up to that, really. It's just used as like a inserted tool to get from A to B because yes. they have to. There was only one bit that made me go, Rah! like jump and like my feet tingled. What was that? It's when, it's when we mentioned it before, Claire, played by Gloria Votsis. Sounds like what's it, but it's Votsis. Yeah. Votsis going on in here? They call her Cheesy. Her nickname's Cheesy. Okay. Votsis. Are you joking? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I was like, I didn't notice that. Okay, so Cheesy... That's a, that's <laughs> that's the actress's name, Gloria Votsitz. Anyway, Claire, and she's uh she walks into the loop. She froze up in the toilet of the train. And it's one of them ones where there's not a toilet; it's just a hole. Yeah, crack. She froze up in that. Gets up, turns around, and it's burnt face man. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I punched. I punched the uh, <laughs> punched the thing because I was doing the. <laughs> <laughs> and that got me, and I like that. But there was none of that really. I was uh, except the bit where. Um, Jockstrap boy Todd was hovering around the nail that was poking. Yeah, that got me a little splinter. Yeah, it was a no, it was a nail. Was it a nail? Yeah, which careless. Yeah, that got me a little bit sweaty because I don't, I, I don't want to stand on a nail. Do you know what I mean? That I got that the cringiness, but him the whole being in that cart was like I know what they were trying to do, but I also knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. There's only two ways out of that thing on a train it's just, i guess it's hard to do on a train you can't run up the stairs no you can't unless it's one of them fancy double decker trains that you get i've never been on one Not posh enough well japan or something again damn these asians <laughs> they're advanced technology <laughs> uh i'm gonna say let's not give it a star okay i don't think we should all right I don't, it doesn't feel right okay what's next jimmy oh it's gore Visual effects. Okay. <laughs> That's nice. Yes. Well, the gore's amazing. If you want hyper-realistic gore, which I don't, but if you do, <laughs> then it's fantastic. It's done brilliantly. It makes you squirm. It makes you recoil because it looks so bloody and grim. For me, it goes too far. I like a disconnect while watching horror. I like the type of gore you get from Reanimator and Living Dead type films, just to mention two we've done. Uh, the zombie film type gore is amazing to me, and but I'm not judging this with my own opinion on what type of gore is my favourite. I'm judging it on how well it's done for the film it is, and the film they were making, and they've done it outstanding. I don't know how they come up with these types of results. I can't believe the skill that must go in to pull off the effect of the type of gore they have. I thought it was brilliant, like... If someone's going to get their spine chiseled and paralysed, I imagine that that's a good way to go about it. I think it looked good. Also, meat hook under the chin. They were imaginative with the gore, not just realistic. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, he got his oh, he got his nipple rings ripped out, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. I think he quite looked forward to that and then thought, no, that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Because he said something about the pain and uh, pleasure yeah, seems to be yeah. similar. So it was obviously going to get it ripped out. Oh, I liked the uh, Willie cut off. He will, yeah. <laughs> That's gone. Yeah. Uh, you ooh. didn't see any detail with that, though. No, you just saw the horrible yeah. sort of. And I don't seen, know what was, it was someone on that train for a Willie transplant? That's what I want to know. Is that why they did it? Yeah. So yeah. who's having a Willie transplant? I don't know if it's I don't know if it was the full Willie, which was because he's because it's the man who's at the start he pulls up his trouser leg and he's got like a bag of piss yes. on the bottom of his leg, isn't it? And it's him, and they whip his kex down, and the guy's like she turns around and goes, pointing at his Sheldon's Willie, and yes. the guy goes, so I don't know what kind so... of operation that is. I'm surely it should be bladder. I would have thought it wouldn't be the actual penis. And if it was, I would hope if a surgeon's removing a penis to replace my penis, he's cutting it off with a little bit. I don't, yeah. I don't want it sewed up. And yes, they kind of just... kind of cut and ripped. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm not a penis surgeon. And he get. I like it when he gets his chest cracked open and his heart yep. pulled out. I think that was very, the sounds as well. Yeah, Sounds it was, good. Uh, yeah. 
And I must apologise because a couple of days ago when we were talking about this, it's not the creepy guy f***ing him in the hole where his willy used to be. Uh, he yes. is, in fact, being bum-raped. So you are right. I but he's dead. So. so is it rape? Necrophilia. Uh, sodomy. I, was he actually dead, though? Yeah, he was dead because he had. It was after he had his chest ripped open. Oh, yes. And his heart taken out. But, yeah, then uh, when, I watched, film. when I watched it again, I could see that he was, in fact, being done up the bum. And not, as I told you and a couple of other people, done up the hole where his willy used to be. So I apologise for that. Uh, it, it does not matter. <laughs> I think that's the worst part bad. of the film. Thora Birch managed to fight her way out from being raped. Yeah, she slits the creepy guy's throat. Yeah. And it's like... Which is very good. Well done. That's another way, reason why she's mistress of the macabre. Yes. Fought off that creepy... F- so are we giving it a star for gore and visual effects? Yes, please. Good. I thought so. <laughs> right. It's that rickety old section of the track. It's performance. <laughs> oh, you're knocking him out of the park. <laughs> uh, honestly, I thought most of the acting was lacklustre, apart from the two people, two people we've already mentioned. Yes. There's a bit... Uh, where Thora Birch is in the woods where Alex leaves Willie to go and see if they're going the right way which itself is stupid because they have no idea where they are so how would she even know where they're going to go or what to look for yeah they're just in vague it's a lazy writing choice and I think it was made purely to leave Alex as a sole survivor so Willie can get killed anyway uh, that part where she's walking away and looking around the woods just that moment she was good through the rest of the film but that was terrible it's like she signed out of the film before they finished like she thought it was done and then got called back to do that little bit and she's like oh do we have to do this she played that scene like it was a boring acting exercise in a GCSE drama class no shits were given yeah probably she's come from fucking hocus pocus to this (laughs) Bulgaria yeah to eastern Europe to act with a willy (laughs) <laughs> yeah. in a forest he gets his head caved in with a yeah, rock the second nice. willy to be removed from this film <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh uh, so what are your thoughts on performance I did not enjoy the acting but there are I mean as if that coach Harris has a chance with uh, the doctor yeah if you're that guy and that woman hits on you Something. He did. But she was pretty convincing, though. She, she was like, oh, I, I get lonely on the twin lines. He might have got a little bit if he didn't say the line, you're not going to charge me for this. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to check, Jimmy. You've got to check every time. Ask for ID as well. Uh, she was like, she, yeah, and then she was like, no, I'm a doctor. And he's like, what do I need a doctor for? <laughs> Syringe in the neck. Yeah. I also kind of have... A yippy kaye moment, but Ooh, it's a very. It's been a while. It's a very, very. Because there's not a lot of memorable lines in this film, but they're at the sex club, and Todd is having a bit of a bit of a go at the other guy, the vague Eastern European wrestler who they had a fight yeah. with. Yeah, American. Yeah, and it's wanna fight her. What? You didn't get enough mat for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great line. Thanks. And then he gets beat the shit out of. Yeah, thanks for that. And then they miss their bloody train. Oh, well, what's the worst that could happen, Jimmy? You miss the train, so what? That's true. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Performance. Right. Where are you on uh, giving it a star or not giving it a star? I don't think... Thora Burke should have to carry this film on her shoulders alone. So I'm going to say no star. I also had no star. What I we have in brackets, half a star if Jimmy pushes for me. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're on one star then. Uh, half a star. Half a star. No, we got suspense. No, we got st- gore. Oh, one a and a half then. Yeah. One yeah, one and a half stars. No, we didn't give it. We didn't give it a star. We didn't. So it's one, one star. star. <laughs> You're right. Don't worry. I can edit all that out. It's fine. No, we went it in full circle then. Leave it in. It's fun. Uh, right. Musical score slash sound effects. Well, the sound effects match up very well for this type of gore. The splatters and crunches, the cracks and pops. 
someone had a lot of disturbing fun in a Foley studio matching all of that up to the screen. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd like to do that. I But I'd like to do it on real people. What? So, <laughs> if, I'm cra- if someone's cracking a chest open on screen, yeah. I want it to be proper f***ing authentic. I'm going to go Kubrick on it. I'm going to get deep and I'm going to get dark and I'm going to get myself a little man and I'm going to crack open his chest and it record have to it. It be a little man. It could be. They're taking over the world. You could go into surgery and record actual surgery or you could go to the butchers. That's true. My, sister's, butchers. my sister's a surgeon. She might be able to get us yeah, in there. We do could that pop then. in with our microphones you don't have when to, we're doing our horror film. Kill short people. Oh. <laughs> or the butchers go and buy a carcass. Yeah, could do, I suppose. I suppose you're right. I suppose... Suppose so. I could see. That I'm one. not making a film with you. I had thought we could make Ray of the Dead as a sequel to Shaun of the Dead, but I don't want to anymore. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned this earlier. Is it about uh, Ray Charles? Is it about a blind man fighting <laughs> these zombies? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I don't know any other Ray, so yeah, sure, Ray Charles, or just a guy called Ray. I don't know a lot of Rays. Are there... I don't know any Shauns. I don't know any famous Rays other than Ray Charles. Ray Romero is that guy who did the voice of Ice Age and... Yeah, he had his own show. Everybody hates Ray, loves Ray, something about Ray. Yeah. I can't remember. Every, every, no, that's... Yeah, everybody hates... Everybody loves Ray. Raymond. Yes. Yeah. Glad we went around that. Right, <sighs> Christ, Ray. Jesus. Sorry anyway, about that. The score's pretty good for this film, if you want to talk about the film again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was composed by Michael Wandermacher. Uh, I'm saying his name like that because it looks like it needs it. Uh, he has made a pretty good career out of film and television scores, such as The Last Exorcism Part 2, The Punisher Warzone. Sorry, The Punisher colon Warzone. Uh, My Bloody Valentine, Piranha 3D. He has worked on popular TV show The Goldbergs and a computer game Bloodborne. Fuck, I love The Goldbergs. It's a great show. I love The Goldbergs. And he works on a, has worked on a lot of horror and thrillers. Uh, Wandermacher's score is well thought out. The very first sound you hear in this film is a sound that's emulating a train horn. Do you notice? I didn't notice. No. And it just rises in volume as it's joined by more similar sounds layering up over the top. Oh, uh, that's good. Kind of technique is repeated throughout the film. Uh, it did a good job. On the composition, doesn't have any memorable hooks. It's made more for the atmosphere. So, but what did you think? I didn't. That's the thing is, I didn't really notice the score. Yeah, I noticed the sound effects, which I like a lot. I should probably a little bit too much, as I've just explained. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't notice it. That's my overall thing. I. Don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Was it so good it blended seamlessly in with the film? It didn't even stand out. Maybe. Or was it so bad that it just... Well, if it was so bad, I think you would have been like, that's bad, I noticed it. Yeah, I think that would have been really Maybe it was just average. I liked some of the stuff with the horn sound, but then if I am making a soundtrack for a film called Train, the most obvious place to go is to putting a... An instrument in there that sounds a bit like a train horn raising in volume. Got to put that horn in. So does he get credit for that or not? Uh, I go on. This is on you. I'm this fine for a half a star again. A half a star. A half a star. A half a star. I'm going half a star. The next film's boat. Well, are you okay with half a star? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, what is that so far? Is that one and a half? It's just one and a half. Yep. Alright, overall experience. Sorry, this is your section. What's next, Jimmy? Overall experience. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you told me. <laughs> what do you reckon? I as you I enjoyed it. Okay, the writing's not very good. It's not the best film in the world. The story is not the best story in the world. The acting is not the best. But selling it really well. But it's an enjoyable. It was for me. It was an enjoyable watch. I liked sort of sitting there and going, "Gross! Oh, fuck. something's going. Oh shit! Something's going to happen." Sounds like a sex tape. Fuck, Willie off. 
<laughs> Definitely. Yes, <laughs> Bum rape. <laughs> Necrophilia. <laughs> you can buy that sex tape on Amazon. No. But for me, I, I liked it. And when I watched it with Nat, she literally was on her phone for the whole hour and 40 Just minutes. Not engaged. Not at all. Didn't enjoy it. That's but I did. And I've, I've recommended it to people who enjoy this type of who film who are your enemies <laughs> wow um all right well i i didn't think it had a great story american teenagers in eastern europe's hardly an original idea the whole killing them on the train okay that that just me just seems ridiculous they are literally on their way to a hospital <laughs> so they could have knocked out the victims and then done all the surgery in a much better location that's not only sterile but also you'd be much less Likely to be discovered yeah, in do, a hospital. Yeah, do you know what they should have done? What? They should have just gassed the chamber where the Americans were, oh, yeah. put them to sleep, yeah. carried them into the hospital, and then... Well, they, chop- they would never even know what was happening. No one's going to fight back then, are they? Yeah, then chop willies off, taking hearts um, out. On the train, they had the patients in a sterile, clean room, but they harvest the organs in a mangy, blood-riddled, sticky, disgusting room. With tools which I think may have been made 80% out of deadly infections. Yes. So that doesn't make any sense at all if you're just putting those unhygienically sourced organs into well, straight into people. Yeah, and uh, when when they get to that creepy hospital-type place, Thora Birch goes into that room to hide, doesn't she? And there's a patient there who's, who's oh, had yeah. a, a... Rude. Yeah, very rude. Uh, who had, uh, I think it was a liver transplant, and she wants more painkillers, doesn't she? Yes. She doesn't think the liver is taking. It's probably because it was cut out of a chap with a f***ing rusty bread knife in the train. Yeah, someone's probably rammed up their ass for the sexual gratification ten minutes before, knowing those guys. Well, those two sick f***s probably weed on it as well. Probably licked uh, yeah. it. <laughs> uh, nice sound effect. Thanks. Giving you a star. Thank you. Um, also, why would you captain your organ donors? <laughs> uh, not that they're donors, but on the same train you use that your patients and their families are on. They came across these teenagers by chance and used their organs in the patients straight away. Were the patients just in a sterile room waiting for the organs in case they just happened to find suitable people to kill on the way? What's going on? <laughs> it's just a badly thought out film, in my opinion. It takes now, away from the experience. Now, when you put it like that... <laughs> I'm kind of si- siding with you now. <laughs> now I, you say it out loud. We need a heart. Oh, luckily, I've just bumped into these people who missed a train because they were out partying the night before. Yeah. But we've got the patients already on the train just in case we bump into someone along the way. That's lucky. Luckily. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's that well-hung American who's just conveniently yeah. walked uh, on. Well, luckily for them, there's always American teenagers <laughs> missing their trains. In At that Eastern one train station where they happen to wait. <laughs> In vague Eastern Europe. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, this is the section where you get to give it a star, leave it as it is, or take a star away, and we both get to do that. So what are you doing? Okay, well, well what are we on? Two. One and a half, aren't One we? and a half. Overall experience. I want to give it a star. I'm going to give it a star. That's what I'm saying. Uh... I, two and a half out of five is an average film. I think it's below average. Okay. And I was going to take one away. Yeah. But looking at your face, I can't do it. So I'm going to take half away. (laughs) And it's a two out of five film. Okay, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay. Two stars out of a possible six out of five. If you've not seen it, go and watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Best hour and 40 minutes you'll spend. <laughs> if you like a rant, <laughs> do it. And we've reached the end of the line, Jimmy. Yeah, this is the final destination. Mind the gap. Make your way across the platform safely to, well, I don't know, wherever you want to go. Wherever you're going, just keep your f-ing passport with you. <laughs> don't give it to a little nonce. Yeah, <laughs> especially if it's not going to make any kind of appearance in the rest of the plot at all (laughs) anyway 
check us out on Facebook. Please check us out on Instagram at the Madhouse Podcast. Email us at the Madhouse Podcast at Outlook.com. Share us with a friend. Leave a review. And we will see you next time for our competition winner, Zoe Heslock's choice, The Exorcist. I'm looking forward to that one. We will see you next time at the Madhouse Podcast. Yeah, yo! Bye! I get lonely on the twin lines. You're not going to charge me for this. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to check, Jimmy. You've got to check every time. Ask for ID as well.